little bit of a ringing up here. If you could turn that down for me, please. Thanks. Have you ever received one of those forwards on, in your social media that says, pass this on and you'll be blessed. Don't pass it on, you'll be cursed. What'd you do with that? Did you pass it on? Were you like, no, no way. Well, this morning, Jesus has something to pass on to you. And I want to share with you that the thing that Jesus wants to pass on to you is real. Maybe you didn't pass on the thing that was sent to you because you didn't believe it, or maybe you'd tried it before and, and nothing happened. Maybe you've seen people in your life that have professed to have received Jesus and what you saw in them didn't match what they said. And so you decided, I just don't really believe it. I want to share with you this morning that it's real. I too have been brought up around people who have professed something. And when I looked in their life, I didn't see it. But I want to say to you, he's real. Religious people are all around us. It was the religious people that killed Jesus. But Jesus is real. Jesus not only died, He rose and He's living. And you've heard some people talk about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is real. Scripture talks about Holy Spirit and it compares Holy Spirit to the wind in the sense that you can't see Holy Spirit but you see the effects. I want to say to you, you can not only see the effects, you can experience the effects. The offer that Jesus brings today is a chain. It's a chain of love, and He wants to exchange it for a chain that you've been dragging. Do you feel like there is something just holding on to you? Do you feel like you were meant for something more than what you're experiencing in this life. But there's a pattern that you keep falling into. I want to tell you what that pattern's about. It's called a, a chain of bondage. A chain of oppression. The Scripture talks about it. You were born with it. And throughout your life, you've experienced its effects over and over again. But I want to say to you today that Jesus has broken it. When he died on the cross, John records he said, it's finished. Here's what that meant. It meant that the chain of oppression, the chain of bondage that was upon every person that was born after Adam and Eve was broken. It was broken. It was finished. But here's the other thing that you need to know. Even though it was broken, even though it was finished, you will carry it unless you receive the chain of love that He wants to give you. There is no option to be chain-free, unfortunately. It's a chain of love or a chain of oppression. To receive the chain of love means that we follow the pattern that Jesus showed us. I want to share that with you this morning. I want to go to the book of John. If you don't have a Bible with you, it's going to be up on your screen. I'm going to be in the 20th chapter, and I want to share with you what he said to those after he rose from the grave. The people that he's speaking to are the people that...
that had been following him. And the people who had been following him were hopeful in him. They had seen him do absolute miracles. They had seen him raise someone from the dead. They were full of hope. They believed that he was going to be their king, and he was. But they had this idea that he was going to march in right then and take over and and get rid of the oppression that was coming from those that were around him. But instead, what happened was they watched him be marched away, be beaten, and be killed. And in this moment, before today, before what we are celebrating today, they had lost hope. And they were confused. Maybe you're in that spot. I want you to hear. I want you to hear the words that Jesus spoke to these disciples. Because they weren't just for them. They're for each one of us. Because the scripture declares that God died for all of us. Every one of us. There is no one in here that that God died more for than you. Uh, There is no one in here that that God thinks, uh, this is the one I really want to die for, but eh, I guess I'll pass it on to this other one over here too. No. Jesus died for you. For every one of us. And when He returned, in verse 19 it says this, That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. I want you to hear that. They were afraid. They were living in fear. Maybe you feel that. Maybe you feel a certain fear and and you don't even want to share it with people, but that's how you feel. You feel bound up in fear. That's where they were. Jesus breaks in and shows up. What's he say to them? Suddenly, Jesus was standing among you, among them, and said, Peace be with you. Now, here's the thing Jesus is the only one with the power to bring peace. I know you've tried. You've tried to experience peace in your life. You've gone after so many different things and you've worked hard and yet peace always seems to elude you. It feels like you're almost there and then something comes out of left field. And there you are again without the peace that you crave. God is able to give it. I want you to hear that. And again, I know you've probably seen people who've claimed it and it was clear they didn't have it. God is able to give it to you. And that's exactly what He did here. He came in and He brought peace. This wasn't just a greeting. Oh, peace be with you. No. This was peace is here. Then He said to Thomas, I'm sorry, I skipped down. Verse 20, As He spoke, He showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Why were his hands 
filled with wounds and his side as well. Because of this, whether you understand this or not, you and I sin. That's reality. Anyone who comes to you and says, you know what, you are just a really good person, there is nothing wrong with you, is a liar and doesn't have your best interest in mind. Every one of us here has sin. Even when we try to do good, we mess it up. There's always uh, personal interest things that come into our life, and even with people we love. If you're a parent, you love your kids, guess what? You've got sin, and it affects them. If you've got a spouse, if you've got parents, whoever it is, you've got sin, and it affects them. Every one of us. Even though there's something in us that wants to do good, there is sin within every one of us. The reason that Jesus had those scars is because somebody had to pay for that sin. That's the first thing that we've got to understand. If you don't understand this, then this whole resurrection thing, this won't do you any good. Because the first thing that God says is, we've got to be real with who we are and the situation we're in. If you want peace... God can give it to you. But here's what you've got to do. You've got to be willing to come to Him and say, Lord, this is who I am. This is the reality of who I am. These are the choices that I've made, and I've got no excuse for them. That's when God can deal with us. When we come to Him and we say, well, I know that this probably wasn't the best option, but, you know, look at what my parents and who they were, and, you know, look at what this person over here did. When we come with that, there's not much God can do. But when we come and we say, God, this is who I am, God is able to bring peace. Jesus, before he could come back to them, before he could appear to them, Jesus first had to do something, and that was he had to die. Because someone had to receive the punishment that was due all of us. But God loved us so much, that's what he did for us. After that, Again, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you've forgiven anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. He said, peace be with you. And then he sent them out as the Father had sent them, and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Here's reality. As much as you want to be a good person, as much as you want to love others, you in and of yourself are not able to do so. Why? Because you're carrying around this bondage. And, and it's, it's also kind of like the wind in the sense that nobody can really see it. Nobody really sees this chain that you're dragging along. But here's what they do see. They see the effects of it. You see the effects of it. And quite frankly, it's embarrassing, is it not? I mean, we want to hide it because we, we don't want the shame of it. But here's the beautiful thing. You can take it before the Lord. He already knows it. He already sees it. And what he wants to do is, he wants to take that and he wants to exchange it. But here's what that means. 
It means that we say yes to Jesus and we say yes to Him being in control. For those who would, we would call religious that don't really know Jesus, that's where they falter. They come and they say, oh, I believe, I believe that Jesus died. But instead of saying, Lord, I receive what you've done. Now, I'm going to follow you and you use me. Instead, they stop right there. And the reality is, they don't really receive the Holy Spirit. They don't really receive Him because they're not willing to say, God, I'm going to live for you. Because they want to be in control. Here's the reality of that. That's our flesh. Every one of us has a flesh that wants to be in control. We want to guide our life. And if we make that choice, the reality is we will not have peace. I've tried it. I, I, I've been brought up in religion. And i got to tell you, it doesn't work. I've tried really hard. The only thing that works is when we say, Okay, God, I can't do this, but I'm going to lay my life down. And God breathes His Holy Spirit in us. And at that point, the Holy Spirit comes in and He begins to guide our life. And i got to tell you this, He's going to guide your life in a way that, that you wouldn't do yourself. But it's going to be far better than what you would choose yourself. And is it going to be free of, of trials? And No, no, not at all. But here's what's going to be there. Peace. Peace. You know, I've shared this before, but I, I've been, um, I've, the Lord's called me on some short-term mission trips, um, been in some areas uh, that were very poverty-stricken, and you're eating food that, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's not the greatest, to be honest. Um, you, you, you can't drink the water, you'll get sick, um, you don't have air conditioning and those kinds of things. And I have felt God's presence and had more peace in those places than I've sometimes experienced on some resort somewhere along some beach that had every convenience I could imagine. Conveniences won't bring you the peace that you're desiring. The only thing that can bring you peace is God's presence. And when that peace is there, the world can't take it away. That's why Jesus could show up there and say, peace be with you. Because even though he was there and saying, peace be with you, guess what? There were still plenty of people that didn't like them. There were still plenty of people that wanted to persecute them and would. But you know what? They would still have peace. So here's the offer. Don't play religion. The offer is, do you have that peace? Do you have that peace? I don't, I don't care how long, how many church services you've been to. I, 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 that none of that matters. Uh, the, the people that killed Jesus knew the word inside and out, but they didn't really know it. But they studied it all the time. They attended more church services than you can imagine. They didn't know God. The offer is here. Do you have that peace? Are you carrying around chains of bondage? God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. And the offer is here. And it doesn't come from me. It comes from Him. And, and just in just a moment, um, we're going to end this time of preaching and we're going to have a time for you to respond to the Lord. And I'm not going to tell you how to respond, but you're going to have a chance to respond to the Lord. 
And I just want to say to you, don't pass that up. Respond to the Lord. We're going to have some people here that are willing to pray with you if you'd like somebody to pray with you. But respond to the Lord. Find somebody that you know out here. Have them pray with you. Don't just do it on your own, but genuinely seek out the Lord and seek out that peace. Don't just go through another religious service and go on carrying the chains that maybe you came in here with. God wants to change that. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you peace. It's not just a story. It's for you. Jesus, thank you that you died to give us genuine hope, not just in the sense that, oh, we hope something happens, but in the sense that we know, Lord, we know. Thank you, Lord, that you're able to rise above all of our circumstances and you're able to breathe in life to every one of us. Lord, I, I pray if there's someone here that's um, desiring that, Lord, I pray that you would provide a way for them to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you provide someone who would just be willing to, to come alongside them as we're singing and, and just pray with them, Lord. Um, and I pray that they would fully give themselves over to you. Jesus, we love you. We love your ways. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you